Welcome to My Mind is an unconventional podcast that invites you into the minds, lives, and practices of creatives in a space where everyone is welcome. I'm your host, Julia, an emerging artist in my early 20s dedicated to infiltrating the contemporary art scene through candid conversations between myself and other people pursuing creative lifestyles in this digital age. I'm so excited for this episode. It's very near and dear to my heart. I'm very excited for every episode, but this one is special because I'm interviewing someone very close to me that I have a very special bond with, Laura Donna. She's one of my best friends, and she's also my roommate. We share a home together. We've shared a lot of special memories together that she talks on. We have a unique story of our friendship and how we became close. She immigrated here from Mexico as a young child. She talks about how she's clawed her way to the top and accepted herself as a Mexican woman, as an artist, as a singer, as a songwriter, musician, visual artist, and how she's accepted herself and who she really is and come to terms with herself. And I'm just really excited for this episode. I know you all will love it. She's very well-spoken and mysterious and exciting to listen to. So I hope you all enjoy. If you were like on an elevator and people were like, are you an artist? What would you say? How would you answer? Of course. <laughs> and then they would say, oh, what, what do you do? Or what is your life like? What would you say? Well, um, I would specify that I am a musician, songwriter, singer. Okay. Um, but I'm also a visual artist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely identify more so with music than anything else since a young age. Would you say that's always come like naturally for you? Oh, yes. Yeah. I know all the answers to these questions, but I'm just going to ask for anyone that doesn't know. So when did you start showing interest like in music? Um, in music specifically, one of the earliest memories that I have is being in my backyard in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and my uncle was holding me. I was four years old, which is honestly, it's a little crazy for me to even remember this memory, but this song comes on the radio um, by Belinda. And at the time, I loved her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's still great now, but at the time, I definitely was a huge fan of hers and I was four years old. So listening to very mature music so that already is an indicator of what my musical brain is like um the song is called Ankel and I just start belting it I start singing it word for word in my uncle's arms belting it and he just stopped what he was doing to look at me and he was like what what is this right Mm -hmm. And he's also one of my favorite people on this planet because he is so well-read and so cultured. And just, honestly, it feels like he even has all the answers to everything. Um, And I call him a lot for guidance. But him telling me the details of the story is great because I only remember bits and pieces of it. But him even telling me, you know, these details... I think back on that and I am almost, I wouldn't say surprised, but just a little taken back by how my brain already worked at such a young age. 
Um, but I would definitely say that was one of the first indicators that I was musically gifted. And I loved music and I, you know, I guess they knew. They knew. They knew. He knows all the answers. He knew that you were a musician before you even could remember that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even in, in like school, when I was in school in Mexico, I was always the youngest. I have always been the youngest in my classes. Um, and anytime that we would do um, plays or performances, I would always be the lead because I was the only one that remembered every single word and I didn't care being, you know, up on the stage and just expressing myself through the arts. Mm -hmm. Um, so another indicator there. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely, I'm sure there's a bunch. I feel like you're definitely not just a like vocalist or musician you're also like a performer kind of like what you're saying like you're very like outspoken and just like not unforgiving I guess that's not the word but you're just very outspoken and you just are who you are kind of like unashamed like not shameless that's a good word like shameless um and you just I don't know I feel like that is like a being a part of what being a part of a good like musician or performer is like, I've always felt like you've been like that. And, like, people look up to you a lot for that, I think, for, like, how outspoken you are. And <laughs> we're crying over here. <laughs> no, but you. really, I really Thank do. You. So so how did you know, like, I guess you're kind of talking about your experience with, uh, like, your uncle. How did you know that you were, like, when did you think, oh, wow, I'm actually, I actually am a good singer. Like, when did you think that yourself? Like, was that hard to, like, realize? Or did you just always sing and it just was what it was? No, honestly, it's been a it's been a very long journey getting to this point of me even accepting my voice. Mm-hmm. And even um, there are days where it's hard. I will, like, sing songs over and over and over again. And I, I'm just like, I hate this. I hate this. This is wrong. I can do better. And I think it comes from a place of me being a perfectionist also yeah. with like, I mean, and I think any artist oh, also yeah. like understands that, you know, but it has not been an easy road coming to, um, this point in my life, but my artist progression has been interesting. Um, I mean, I would say back in like 2018, I started accepting my voice even just a little bit um like accepting like what does that mean exactly like you were like oh I kind of think I'm good or yeah just being like oh I I I think I'm good yeah I think I could be good Uh uh-huh like I'm not just singing to the words I'm like I'm actually doing something here right Mm -hmm. um and yeah so I think 2018 was definitely um when I just did realize I could make peace with my voice Mm -hmm. Um, because growing up, I was, you know, um, in chorus and I, I was in guitar lessons, piano, violin. So I always had this musical background and musical foundation, but even in chorus, it was hard for me to accept my voice. Um, And I think that goes hand in hand with, my self-acceptance. Um, and I 
have always had trouble accepting myself too. Mm -hmm. Um, up until recently, actually, I mean like a couple of years back, but still that's pretty fairly recent. Um, so what was the question? <laughs> you answered it. Cause I feel like, like when I, when, cause like me and Laura were acquaintances and then reconnected basically and became super close. Like, was that 2019? Yeah, summer of 2019. Oh, right before COVID. We had no idea what was we coming. We had no idea. We had no idea. But that's the beauty of life. It just keeps you on your fucking toes. Yeah, and and it's true. And that's why I'm sure we took so much for granted at that time. Like, just so much. Because, I, I don't know. I, I look very fondly. Like, I look back very fondly about at that time in my life um, when I met you. Like, we reconnected and went on a huge road trip. So yeah, we should probably talk about that. But let me I, let me talk. About, I didn't even think about that. Uh, but I was gonna say that when I met you at that time, you, my first like inkling that Laura was a singer. Like for now, when you meet people, you're like, oh, I'm a musician. Like I'm a singer or whatever you say. But you make sure to like include it as a part of your identity. Where I don't think it was as much before. Like it was very hidden. Because when I met you, I didn't know. And let me tell you all, <laughs> we're in the car, you know, we're driving probably like somewhere in Oregon. No, we were in, um, Colorado. Was it Colorado? No, we were in Colorado. Okay. Cause it was pretty quick. Yeah. It, I guess you're right. Cause it only takes a day or two to drive to Colorado. This was early on. We were in Colorado. We, so me and Lore, Lore and I went on a, like a cross country road trip as our way of reconnecting as acquaintances. We had like met a couple times in middle school and then I posted like who wants to go on a road trip and she responded. And we hung out one time before and I was like, okay, this will this work. <laughs> I was like, I like this. And I was like, damn, she is like meant to be in my life. Like I was like, this was just like an angel, like sent, like an angel sent her to me. Like she was like exactly like the friend I always like wanted. So we went on this road trip very like serendipitously and very spontaneously after reconnecting, which I, I don't suggest to just anyone. It takes a special, a special connection. So on this trip, y'all, so I'm still getting to know her. And I'm dry and we're dry I'm driving and we're just like playing music as you do. It was Georgia Smith carrying me home. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? So, oh, that's a good one, too. So, like, me and Laura would, like, sing. We're, like, you know, we'd be, like, casually talking, telling stories, learning about each other because we, like, are just basically becoming friends, like, two days into driving and learning each other. And this song comes on, the song she mentioned, Carry Me Home. And I'm not singing. I don't know the song. So she starts singing and I just look over in slow motion and like into the passenger seat. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> I just looked at her while still trying to keep my eyes on the road, but I'm just like gawking at her with my mouth. Your ears like, were being blessed yes, at that point in time. Yes. And <laughs> that's what was happening. <laughs> yes. And so I just looked at her with such shock. Like I, I didn't know she could sing like that. Like that's kind of what we're talking about where there's this difference between like, like, I like singing to music and stuff, but, like, I would not say I'm a singer, you know? Like, it's it's fun, but, like, I was, like, the song ends, and she, and she just casually, like, belted out the whole song, and I just am looking at her, we're kind of making eye contact as she's singing, and I'm just, like, looking at her, and she's, like, hee-hee, like, kind of, like, what? And I look at her, and I'm, like, as the song ends, I'm, like, 
what was that? You can sing? And she's like, oh, he... (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, uh, I mean, I guess. I was like, Laura, that was, like, beautiful. Like, that wasn't just, like, singing along to the song. Like, you carried that song. Like, what was that? I didn't know that you could sing like that. And you probably were like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, maybe at the time you still didn't even realize, like, at what level you were at. Or, I don't know. I was amazed... And then I proceeded to just play a bunch of other, like, women belting songs and let her have her moment because it was was a personal concert. But that's my first moment with Laura, like, hearing her sing. And now it's different. If I met you now, you would be like, you have a microphone. Like, you have a studio. Like, you're you're an artist, you know? And at the time, you were still, like, trying to feel comfortable with your identity. So did something, like, that was a long story, but also I feel like it was a good one. So is there something that made you feel comfortable with your identity like was what what was the shift was there one or did you just start being like fuck it like why am I not claiming this as a part of my identity you know well um <laughs> so actually oh god okay so th- that's just like there's just so much behind that question I know I know um okay so Back. <laughs> so back in um back when we were I think on the road. Is that when it shifted? That's well, when you oh. I think I think that was a huge huge part of who I started becoming Aww. because I was I was in school at the time. I think I had just finished. I actually submitted my last couple of assignments on the road. Yep. I don't know if you remember that. I do. I literally, like, was using my hotspot, doing shit. I do. Like, sending it out to finish off that. It was, like, a summer, summer semester. semester. Yeah. It was July that we were on our trip. Also, we left Georgia. We left Atlanta as you going by Lori. And we came back as you coming by going by Lore. Yeah. That's I think that's interesting. It is very interesting to talk about or to note. Um, it's very interesting because that was almost me assimilating into American culture and me making myself small um, for others, which I, you know, that I don't I don't find that to be correct. Yeah, no one should all. do that. Right. Um, and I never liked that name, literally never liked that name, mm-hmm. even like at a young age, I just, it was just me. It doesn't sound like you. No, not at all. But it's a whitewashed version of like your name. Uh, yeah, correct. Correct. Um, but I was in school at the time for political science with a concentration in international affairs and a minor in environmental science, which I mean, both of those areas of study interest me a lot, mm-hmm. um, but it never felt right. It was almost me thinking that's what I should be doing and me going to school to make my mom proud, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, I still want to make her proud, but just not... Authentically. Not sacrificing right. my identity for yeah. that. Yeah, it Um, felt like the right answer, kind of, like, doing that degree. Right, right. Um, So, going on this trip and seeing the things that we saw and living the life that we lived, which was so minimal and so free and, Mm. 
literally like in that moment in time it was just us and the earth Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. it felt like it was us against the world for sure like and yeah we were we were just road tripping in america and people do that all the time but it was different because it it was so different it was just magical we we lived off the land we had bare necessities we We, had no gear we we didn't know anything yeah other than just what we needed to know day by day. Mm-hmm. And I think that started really molding my mind to understanding that there was a different type of life that could be lived. Mm-hmm. Like there's more yeah, there that can be there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was for sure like a huge start in... I think my artist progression because it just started mm-hmm. like boiling up at the like the water almost started warming up. Yeah, like that's when the water started warming up. Yeah, totally, um, totally for me and me getting along so well with you and you claim to be an artist and you saying and this is also something that really like got me. You were like, if I don't claim that I'm an artist, no one will know. Yeah, no one will know. Yeah. And so in my mind, I'm like, I mean, yeah, she's right. She's right. Because yeah. how is anyone supposed to read your mind? Right? Yeah. Like, and know that like that's secretly what you do what? in your free time yeah. or what who you are. Like it's like this identity of who you are like that if you don't show it, no one's going to know, which is fine. But I think people deserve to know. Right. And I think people deserve to like live their truth. Like and yeah. So I think that's when the water started warming up for mm. me. Um, then I, I moved, when we got back, I moved uh, into my first apartment in Atlanta. Like instantly. Yeah. Literally, I got, we got home. I did laundry at my mom's house, slept on the couch because I had nothing in my room. Yeah. Um, and the next morning I started moving boxes into my apartment with my younger brother Mm -hmm. um so it was an instant shift it was just like okay like coming home from a month on the road all right let's move into my first apartment and such a huge like transition right yeah it was hard for me to even get settled into society again i know we we almost just we slept outside for a month, you know, and lived off the land and bathed in rivers and lakes. And uh, it was just a different type of life. Mm-hmm. And so me coming back and living in an apartment in the middle of the city, um, I mean, it was a great experience, but it was hard for me to even get settled back into that type of life again. It, I mean, it would be hard. It's hard to come back from a trip like that in general, being like 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 you're saying like sleeping outside for a month cooking all your food outside like we were rarely inside and we felt so connected to nature then having to like come back home even somewhere you're comfortable but you were coming back and moving instant like instantaneously right. it was within hours even, not even 24 hours it was like 12 hours yeah like you slept and woke up and moved as we got back so you're taking all this knowledge and like perspective shifts that you got on the trip and then you're taking it to this new location and it's in a city which is also just so different from where we were right for like a month right yeah exactly um so i mean i lived in this apartment for a, a year mm-hmm. um then the pandemic hits Ugh. um but even during that year i started befriending so many different types of people 
especially artists. Mm -hmm. and you started attracting them almost. Yeah. It and was, musician people. Yeah. Musician people, whatever they're called. Musicians. She, oh, yeah. But, like, even, like, producers and stuff and, like, you know, like, like she would be meeting in Atlanta all these, like, musicians and producers or, you know. Right. And I, and I worked as the right-hand man, woman, right-hand person to the owner of one of Atlanta's, like, staples. Yeah. You know, Apache Cafe. Yeah. Um, he he taught me so many unconventional ways of running a business in the arts. Yeah. Honestly. And so me learning with him and side by side and really grasping everything and being around musicians and You started hosting, attracting them like it was shit. Crazy. Like it was crazy. Musicians and any music anyone finds her. And I always tried to tell you that because I was like, Laura, I don't meet any musicians because I don't attract that because I don't do that, I guess. I don't know. I'm a spiritual person. Like, I believe that's the case. You slowly started attracting these artists and you were like, wait, why? And it's like, because you're one of them, too. You're like a closeted artist <laughs> at the time. Honestly? And I, and, well, a lot of people are. I was before I met you. And that's why I was like so adamant about claiming that I was an artist. I didn't need to reach a certain milestone to say that, you know, and but you freaking attracted these musicians. And I was like, dude, you know, that means something like, because I don't ever attract musicians or people that just would fall into place to help me to make a record or an EP. Like you would meet someone that like, you're like, Oh, I need someone that can do bass. You'd meet someone. Like it was just insane the way that these things were like attracting the to you. Was Cause real. You, you were like on your path. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was just falling into, into place into the way that it was supposed to. That's what happens when you do the things you really want to do. And I think, like, a part of that was not going by Lori. Because who the fuck is Lori? Like, that's not you, you know? Like, that's not... She's dead. She's dead. I know. We, we, we don't talk about her. <laughs> but, no, like, now... I don't know. that To me, the in my opinion, from my perspective, the biggest, like, staple or, like, turning point in your art career was... I mean, obviously going on that road trip is what you said, but I think literally claiming yourself saying, I'm not Lori, like I'm Lore or like I'm Lore, yeah. you know, I'm Laura Donna. I'm anything but Lori. I never wanted to be called that. Stop calling me that. Yeah. Cause then it's like, and then everything else starts to fall into place. It's like when you clean one part of your room and then you're like, Oh, the other part looks so dirty. I need to like clean the rest. Yeah. You were like, well, if I'm also Lore, I'm also an artist too, by the way. I just wasn't settling for anything anymore. Yeah. I start. I really started cleaning my fucking life up. Yeah. I agree. I just wasn't accepting what I used to accept, you know? Yeah. But thinking back on that time now, it's, it's a little crazy. It's insane because it doesn't, it feels like a different lifetime. Yeah. Honestly. Because it was. It really was. And, like, at the time, it felt like we were learning so much, and we were. But now, it's like we look back and we're like, oh, we didn't know anything. You know? Like, we're still learning so much even from then. And we, you know, everyone, we all will keep learning, and that's the goal. But it, you're right. It's like, so, I just felt like so much started to fall into place, like, for you as you started claiming your true identity. Like, as an artist, as who you are, you know? Right, and I, I really do think that the artists 
that started coming into my life at that point in time, they started shifting my perspective and just making me question specific things. Like I, when I started working at this restaurant down in Atlanta, um, I met such a wonderful artist, Kai. Oh yeah. She, her work is insane. I mean, I, I think she was one of the first friends that I met down in Atlanta. Um, and I admired her a lot as Mm -hmm. a black woman, as a black artist. Mm -hmm. And she was doing it like full time. Yeah. Like, I think that's where a lot of people like me and you sometimes even have felt where we feel like we can't claim that we're artists. Cause like maybe it's not our full time gig or like, yeah, it's not fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you don't need to wait for that. But I think it, what <laughs> it is cool to meet people at that point where they can fully support themselves from like Kai. Right. It's it, she inspired me so much too. Like I totally feel that same way. Yeah. Uh, meeting someone that is living off their art yeah because that's the goal eventually for a lot of us you know and you know and then having you as a friend and you accepting me Mm -hmm. and you even bringing up like you're an artist you are yeah it was like laura you're an artist (laughs) and i was just like no i'm not (laughs) and i'm like because I really do think that I was just struggling with the fact that I wasn't actively making art. Yes. And I couldn't claim that. And yeah, I don't think that is correct either. No. Like, no one should be living in... It's imposter syndrome. Yeah, literally. It's, it's literally imposter syndrome. But, so yeah, I had you. I met Kai. I became really good friends with another artist. And he just really shifted... I think that was the turning point. Mm. I really do think that was the turning point. Was that in 2020? Yeah, it was back in 2020. So it was like mid-pandemic. No, even... Yeah, it was like the start of the pandemic. What a construct. Like back in May. Mm-hmm. Um, he shifted my perspective, made me question so much, almost showed me the ways of what being an artist was Mm -hmm. not fully like what it could be kind of exactly um and fast forward six months later to october after meeting him um i all i i all of a sudden have all of this creative energy pent up it almost was reaching the like the peak yes it was like dormant like a volcano it was it was like i was at the i had all this potential energy built up and it was it just reached its peak and all of a sudden i cleaned out this storage room that i had at my mom's because now i i lived at my mom's at this point i yeah. moved out of my apartment After the pandemic. to my mom's house cleaned out this storage room built a studio in there Oh, yeah, what? What? <laughs> I, I know this. I was there for the story. But I just mean, like, yeah, like, what? Why all of a sudden did that happen? You kind of were like, I'm done, like, I'm done putting my, like, dreams on the back burner, yeah. kind of. I was done. I had had enough with myself, 
with society because I all of a sudden just started feeling all of this energy that I needed to release. And I knew that the only way was through music. Yeah. Literally. It was like all of a sudden I just, it was built up to where I was almost going to burst. Yeah. And it's a really healthy coping mechanism. (laughs) You just like set up a studio. I built it. I, I bought all this equipment I literally zero to a hundred. You were like, I'm done not taking my dream seriously. Like, fuck that. Yep. I Um, love that. And the rest was history. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all today. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, Well, but that's like, that's, that was something that just, I'm created for myself. I just Mm -hmm. shifted the energy because I learned you know, if you want to do something, if you need something done right, you need to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, at that point, I think I was like, I'm fucking tired of waiting for things to fall in my lap. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I never had that um, attitude fully. But it was like but maybe with art a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Like you were like, if the right, it's almost like when you're a kid and you want to be on Disney Channel and you're like, maybe someone at the mall will notice me and they'll just like, like, do you know what? We all thought that. Like I was like, someone will just notice me and think I'm just like so like notable and just, uh, I don't know, something. And they're going to pick me and like put me on Disney Channel or whatever the fuck it was. But like you're saying. Life doesn't work like that. It if doesn't. If you want something, you need to fucking work towards it. Yeah. And. It may be easier said than done, but if you want it and you're working hard, it's going to happen for you Mm -hmm. because you are, and part of that also I've learned is picturing yourself in these situations, you know, like you need to, I like to think of myself 10 years down the line, five years down the line and really embodying that energy because that's the only way you're going to get there is if you're picturing yourself in these positions Mm -hmm. and you're fully accepting that and you're claiming that and just because you you're in there you're there already and you're just working towards it yeah and it's going to happen for you because you're working so hard to get to that life that you want to create for yourself Mm -hmm. if you're like thinking it it already exists exactly because it exists in your head and you start to re you literally start to reframe the like makeup of your brain of like what you want and and then because you then all your thoughts not like all your thoughts have to be that all the time but if you've pictured these things like what you're saying lore it's like then you your brain starts to frame every decision you make to fit what your brain will cherry pick the things you tell it and make it happen that's why we shouldn't say bad things about ourselves because our brain will be like oh you're you think a bad thing about yourself like let me prove it to you and i think it does the same thing for good things too yeah you know i mean and honestly i just experienced that recently too <laughs> like oh in I, what, what way <laughs> i mean i am a very spiritual person also i believe in a higher power of some sort and two weeks ago i think it was what two weeks ago <laughs> I made a decision to stop working at the place that I was working at, which I had, I was about to hit two years there as a server. And I 
for months now, I had already felt stagnant. I couldn't learn anything else there. I was really just hating my life. Yeah. Honestly, because of this establishment. And it was affecting your art. It was affecting my art practice. I hadn't created anything in months. Mm -hmm. And that's not like me. No, it's not like it's it shouldn't be like it like for any artist that shouldn't be normal. It happens, though. I mean, it is normal, but like it we need it. We need to create like we need it to feel like a person, you know? Yeah, no, because for me, when I have all of this pent up creative energy, it's just boiling inside. It's boiling. It's boiling. It's boiling. It almost feels like I'm holding my breath. So when I do fully create something, it's this emotional release. And sometimes I'll even cry about thinking or cry thinking about that. Yeah. And it's like an exhale. Yes, exactly. That's how it feels for me because it's right. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and so... I oh back to, two weeks ago back to that you decided that you weren't wanting to work there anymore but you right. didn't make any moves to right I I said it I made the decision <laughs> you told your friends and I stuff. told my friends I told my family I was like okay come mid September um I am putting in my two weeks and I am leaving the restaurant industry because I couldn't do that anymore it was harming me mentally physically emotionally yeah um it was harming my artist self too which i didn't want to accept that anymore yeah and so Uh (laughs) i fast forward two days literally two days after you said all that i it was insane yeah like that is what gets me i know i walk into my shift and i get terminated I get fired yeah um when that happened and it's also crazy because the night before I was with friends and I was like something's gonna happen at work tomorrow I could feel it I could literally feel it in my bones you told me that like you kind of went in knowing I I knew something was up I could just feel it in my bones and so I walk into work and I get let go. I get fired. Yeah. Terminated. They're like, peace, bitch. Yeah. And you're like, damn, I, I was ready, but like not right now. Not right you now. You were really blindsided. I was. It, they ripped the rug from under me, but this was good. This was really good because this is... It's what you wanted. It's not only what I wanted, but it's what, what I you needed. needed. Yeah. Yep. It was what I needed. Your angels were like, oh, you, you want to quit? Well, let's just get it rolling. <laughs> let's get it rolling, girl. <laughs> and I, I accepted it because what else can you do in that moment? Yeah. You just have to accept it. It's been a long time coming, like, for you not to be there anymore. Like right. you said, for the past months, like, you, it's, it's been taking from you more than it's been giving. Right. And so you were probably relieved a little I was I was yeah but I didn't like how it was done right and I didn't like that they beat me to it right that's always (laughs) the worst it's always the worst um but I mean in that moment I just accepted it and I came home 
<laughs> I literally grabbed anything that was tying me to that place and I put it in trash bags, everything, literally everything. Down anything to the that, pins. I Literally. And I just threw it away. Yeah. I threw it away because I was like, I'm done. You're free, kind of. They really I, set you free. They did. Yeah. I'm done. They did and you a favor. I then showered. I scrubbed my body from head to toe. It, like everything. Because I was like, okay, this is done. Like, like, let's wash it off. Let's wash it off. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't cut your hair off, honestly. I, I'm surprised I did <laughs> She's been wanting to. I thought I was going to come home and you were going to just, you were just going to have no hair. It was going to be just a bob up to the ear. I was ready. I was fully ready. God. Like. That'll, that'll come when it needs to. Yeah. In the right moment. Right. But. You got rid of the bad energy. You yeah, washed yourself. I, like, I rinsed everything off. I threw everything away that tied me to that place it was it was it made me feel like i was leaving a two-year-long toxic relationship because you were (laughs) you literally were (laughs) what did you say that you called it like stockholm syndrome yeah like where it's like oh i want to it's like i love it because it's like it's paying me and it's so good but like oh god it's so bad you fall in love with your like abuser like that's literally what what working there was like yeah that you described yeah you know. But, um, I, after I showered and ridden my house or our house from, <laughs> um, this bad energy, anything that tied me to it, mm-hmm. I sat down and I started working on projects that I haven't touched in months, literally months. Oh my God. It was instant. It makes me, like, happy to hear that, but it makes me kind of sad, too. Like, that's all it took. Like, you were so close to, like, being in that mindset of creating and feeling so connected to your art. And, like, but they were – it was inhibiting you so it much. It was. And I knew that. And I was aware of it. And that's why I was going to change it. Yeah. You know? Like, I wanted my life to be better, so mm-hmm. I was going to change it. Mm-hmm. And the universe is like, okay, well, it's going to happen right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen right now. Yeah. Not in a month from now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just, except today I came home, started working on projects I hadn't touched in months, literally instantaneously. Also, what I was thinking of too, the project that I know you kind of want to keep secret, she's working on a big project. Uh, That idea started forming as you were still working there. Yeah. It came to, well, no, it had come to me. Who, who knows when? But it was in my mind. It was building up, building up, building up. And two months ago, I made the decision of actually executing this. You okay. know, actually going towards it. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about, like, what it is a little? What no. you're working on? Nothing at all? Well, I mean... It's, Not what it is, but, like... Yeah, so okay. it's basically a blend between a coffee table book and a zine. Mm-hmm. And that's all you'll get. That's all you'll get. <laughs> that's all you'll get. Um, but I just, it's good. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> it's ironic though. I don't know if that's even maybe the right word, but it's a little ironic that this idea came to you at the end. You didn't know it maybe at the time, but at the end of your like time with this there, yeah. like work. So it's almost like, cause now you have time to work on it right. at this moment. Well, it's crazy. And you've been crazily working on it. It's crazy because 
for the past two months, I had been working on it here and there, but nothing. It couldn't be a huge priority. No, because I was, when I was off, I was trying to regain my personal thoughts even honestly yeah, I was just your identity brain dead. yeah I was brain dead all the time yeah because it was so emotionally taxing mm-hmm. working as a server and having and I'm just someone who I don't do anything with mediocre intentions yeah so me being a server and creating an experience for guests and having all this knowledge on a different type of cuisine and different types of um, old world wines and liqueurs and liquors and just different glassware and it just it's it's a lot. It, it's a lot because you put takes in so over much. your brain and obviously I want to do things the best that I can at all times. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that was my job and creating a beautiful experience from the second they sat down to the second that they got up, you know? Right. Um, so that was just taking so much of me. So on my days off, it was just me really trying to regain myself and continuously trying to decompress from all of that high volume, high stress, yeah, like high expectations, not only from my bosses and my management, but for my, from myself too, yeah. you know? And the guests and that the treat guests, you so yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> So on my days off, you know, me, I would work on my book here and there, but it wasn't anything that I could really dive into really like completely work on. Yeah. Because that was emotional energy that I was putting towards into that. And I barely had any. Yeah. Like art doesn't just require time. It requires mental capacity. That's what a lot of people like maybe don't understand. Like especially if they're not art make like art makers, like like clients that expect, you know, jobs to be done very quickly, but it's all creative. It's like, well, you can't really just pull it out of your ass like the way you can with busy work, you know, and computer things. And so yeah, you were just like trying to become a person again and like just exist like a day that you weren't there. Yeah. And so it inhibited like so much of your creative practice. Yeah. Um, but that day I got fired, it was almost like I can be me again. <laughs> yeah. It I I almost felt like a match was lit and it was like, okay, it's mm-hmm. fucking go time. Like this Aww. is this is the moment. Yeah. And it just created a like this it fueled my fire again it didn't even create it it fueled my fire so it was again. always there it yeah, was it just was, it was like it was dwindling yeah. it was dwindling oh, honestly no. um, like tinker. but it it fueled the fire again and i mean literally in a couple days i finished like the rough draft of it and i was like what you're like i'm done i'm like what <laughs> You were like, yeah, I'm free now. <laughs> like, I can mentally put energy towards the things right. I care about. Right. I- and, you know, I'm also, like, collaborating on the cover, 
with one of my amazing friends and he also is an artist himself. Um, and so that is, and like this morning he hands me three, um, sample pieces for what the cover could look like. Mm -hmm. Right. And when he handed me that, I just held it in my hands and I was like, fuck, this is real. Yeah. I'm making it happen. You're making your dreams happen. Like, and so quick, like so quick from the time, how long have you been like not with that company? Like a, a, week? a week? A week? A week and two days. <laughs> a free woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, like tallying on the prison wall nine, nine days. Shit. Yeah. yeah. But no, that, I think that says a lot. Yeah. It speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. As to... PSA to quit your job. <laughs> do it do it and I also like all these other friends of mine who are creatives they were quitting their jobs and Mm -hmm. just diving into their art full time and their advice was slash is you literally just need to take a chance on yourself I think you get rewarded every time you take a chance on yourself literally and I, and that's why I'm like, I manifested this because I made a decision. I was like, I am done, but a month from now, but the universe was like, fuck no, it's happening. If you're done, you're done, girly. (laughs) Let's get it moving. Literally. (laughs) I, and the reason why I'm so calm about this even is because, I mean, I have savings, Yeah. you know, I have savings. Yep. Um, I'm fine. (laughs) And I have a wonderful support system around me. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, my my family to my chosen family. You yeah. know, I I don't think I would be mentally okay if I didn't have such a great support system support mm-hmm. system um around me. Yeah. It's true. One thousand percent. And I'm glad that I know a lot of people that you've like met, like a lot of people that you're talking about, a lot of them came from like that job as well, which right. I'm glad it could give you some good things right. to take no. with you, you know? And honestly, like my two years there, I grew a lot as a person. Mm-hmm. I accomplished a lot of things and I created yeah. a life that I've always wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And, and what more could you ask for, I guess? You know, and... Of course, like these people that I met, they are friends I've never had before. Oh. I mean, besides you, but well, yeah, like, of course, <laughs> no, but, um, these are friends that I've literally never had before. Yeah. We like a friend group. Each other. Yeah. We take care of each other. Yeah. And chosen family. It's, they're going to like cry when they hear this. <laughs> shout out to you guys. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, but it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That place brought me a lot of beautiful things, but when I started feeling stagnant, that's when I knew it was time. That's always when it's time. With anything, job, relationship, like either something needs to change in that, like there needs to be new boundaries set or something, or it's time to go, you know? And you did your best with like boundaries and things like that and, you know, making things work. And it came to the point where a breaking point and an explosion point where you were like, I think it's better off if we separate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. 
Thank you. Aww. I'm so proud of you. Oh no, this is about you. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. I was gonna ask you. Uh, I love that you like also shared all that with us. I know it's a it's a lot, and it can be. I mean, it's very vulnerable to talk about, but wow. I was gonna ask you, like, kind of on that same topic. What is like your opinion on the ser- like artists in the serving industry? Like, a, there's a lot of artists in the serving industry, or just creatives that are trying to make it work like do you think i don't know what do you think about that like do you think there's better options do you think it's it's good do you think i don't know honestly the service industry is a hub for artists and creatives and i mean if you can make it work you can make it work Mm -hmm. but i do think Again, it's emotionally taxing, Mm -hmm. physically and mentally. And I mean, I I think I can only speak on like my experience within that service industry and how it affected me, which it just, it basically just blocked me Yeah. because I was, again, giving so much of myself to the experience and the guest, my standards too, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But there... There has to be better options. Yeah. For money, you yeah. know, um, for artists, because there has to be. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm. You literally just have to look for it. But that's, it's almost, a, it's just a job that you can find all over. Right. All over. And it can pay well. It pays really fucking well. <laughs> that's what gets you. That's the freaking Stockholm syndrome. And like it, it keeps you in tra- it, it entraps you and it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle of, you know, doing all this work and being abused and then you know, but getting rewarded with such amazing money most of the time because it's not always like that, but it's most of the time you're getting rewarded with a large sum of money. Yeah. And you accept it because then it may give some places all like may give you, you know, also space. Just depending. It really is all circumstantial. Yeah. Um but some places I mean I, I have a friend who he's also in the service industry, he's an actor, and he before he goes to work, he um, sends in um, videos of himself auditioning, oh. and then he comes home, re- records them, wow. um, like just edits them, and then the next day does the same thing. So it's he's he's making things happen for himself. Wow, um, that's so he, hard. He though. makes it happen somehow. He makes it work. Mm-hmm. He makes it happen. Props to him. Yeah, I couldn't. At the end, because there was honestly a time where I could. I learned how to balance it. Yeah. But I think it just got to being too much for me. And that's okay. Yeah. But I changed it, you know? I mean, maybe it got changed for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it comes to a point, too, where you're not able to give yourself fully to either thing. Like, you can't give yourself fully to, like, the art or like how you're saying you kind of work because you're like this is my job that's the thing is that well and we normally end up prioritizing we were just talking about that earlier how i'm like i feel like i can't paint for fun because i'm like i need to paint for work or i need to do all these other things that make me money 
And it's really easy to fall into like a trap of prioritizing the thing that makes you money. I mean, because we need we do need money to survive, you know, and, you know, people say that, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but it really fucking helps. So <laughs> uh, it's kind of this trap of like, we'll prioritize like if you're at work, you're like, I'm going to be giving everything that way I can leave with the most amount of money, hopefully. Right. And then maybe it it's hard to then give give to your art practice and if you're giving half to both it doesn't feel no full I hate, either and you know i hate doing things half-assed yeah i hate it i hate that too but money buys comfort mm-hmm. and comfort can be created as happiness yeah does that make sense yeah yeah it buys comfort it buys stability you know uh, but like you were saying, like you were making great money, you know, being a server, but it was sacrificing what really mattered to you. Right. And not saying it will do that for everyone because maybe some people can make it work. I think a lot of people get into serving, like you're saying, cause of like the money can be really good and they're not having to work a nine to five. They have like these odd hours. So they have like the ideas that you're able to do things maybe during the day or whatever. Like you have like these like, um, long shifts that maybe go into nighttime or whatever but when it really like and and a lot of I think people also get into serving because not everyone but a lot of people are like they're like I want this as like a stepping stone to like move to something else um like they have other dreams in mind like you're saying how there's a lot of artists in the service industry but I think that like realistically it's really difficult to balance to balance your dreams and to be in such like um, an emotionally demanding job you know yeah yeah so how do you feel like, like, not working in the service industry has, like, positively influenced your art or life? You've kind of talked about it, but. Well, it's only been a week. <laughs> Nine days. Um, I mean, it's, it's only been a week. So I have been, I mean, creating, mm-hmm. creating, working really hard towards this finishing this book mm-hmm. um it's allowed you to pursue your dreams more i guess i don't even think pursuing them more i think taking them more seriously mm-hmm. because this is what i want to do full-time i want to be a full-time artist i do mm-hmm. um and i want to make a living from that mm-hmm. um so i think me having this like time and this time frame or just having time time to just create art and you know go to my friend's studio and be in my studio go to art events go to artist talks Mm -hmm. you know hang with my artist friends Mm-hmm. My full-time artist friends mm-hmm. and really seeing that and seeing them embody the person I want to be and what I want to be mm-hmm. and me being around that energy. It's just me taking it more seriously. Yeah. And obviously living with you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a different type of lifestyle. It's a different type of energy and maybe a little risky, but. There's not going to be any fucking reward if you don't take those risks. You know, if you don't 
get uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. But it's, it's doable. And, I mean, if you want it, which I fucking want it. So bad. I'm going to make it work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. But. It's the only option. That's what we always there, say. It's there, the only option. Literally, there's no other option. There is no other fucking option. Yeah. There's no plan B. Like, plan A and the only plan is make your dreams happen. Exactly. Just try. Like, make them happen. Like, put effort towards it. Try. And I, I really think it can happen. Like, even just, like, thinking about, like, our road trips and things that you're, like, mentioning. And these, like, beautiful moments from years ago. Like, where I am right now, it's not where I maybe want to be exactly. But it's, like, exactly what I've imagined myself at one point years ago. I'm I'm there, you know. And I think that... See, I I think about this all the time because I feel as if that's a huge indicator of success, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. And that's subjective. Mm -hmm. Success is subjective, right? Mm -hmm. So I think back on my younger self and I know that she would be so proud of the woman that I am today, of the artist that I am today. And that to me, that's success. Like, maybe it's, it's not all where I want to be. It's where she wanted to be, though. And that's that, to me, is so beautiful because I think that's what life is about. Mm-hmm. Or a huge chunk of it is making your younger self proud. Mm-hmm. You know, and becoming that version that either you wanted to be or you needed to be. Yeah. Right? Right. And one day we'll look at where we are right now as our, well, we're, we're our younger selves in the future. Right. Like one day we'll look back as we're 50 or 60 and be like, oh, our younger selves are like talking about all this and we're so excited about the future and like, I think they were right, you know? And that's another thing. What? Post, post service industry. What? I have regained hope. Yeah. Like literally. Well, that's huge. That it was instant too. It just came. There's possibilities I, like, again. I just, it almost like filled me with air again. Wow. That hope. Wow. Because I lost it for a while. What are you like hopeful for for the future? Like, what do you want for yourself? I definitely want to perform live okay. all across the U.S. and countries. <laughs> Anywhere. Honestly. Global. Um, so go on tour. Yeah. That is a fucking dream of mine. Oh my God. I can't wait for her to go on tour. That is a dream of mine. I can't wait. I would love to go on tour. I, I mean, I also want to work with so many different photographers and artists that I look up to. Um, and I want to obviously to even get on tour i need to release a record <laughs> we're thinking right? ahead release a record um but that's been in the works for like two years i'll say yeah two years yeah but it's just you're on that like that's happening that's soon. happening that's like very doable right no it's me perfecting songs that are just in the archives mm-hmm. um oh, i'm so excited 
that, like, you know how I am with these songs. I'm just yeah. like, this is not perfect. This, yeah. Like, do you hear that? Like, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, like, it could be better. Yeah. This needs to change. So it's like me literally just finally having time to sit, ha- be in the studio again, to sit mm-hmm. in the studio and perfect these things and add and honestly even change some things um, because I wrote these songs, I created these songs, what, like a year, two years or a year and a half ago yeah. and I've changed a lot as a person uh-huh. and I've developed more artistically. So like... I mean, these songs are subject to change, or maybe not, Yeah. you know? But me creating this record, it's something that I want to do, and I want to release it into the world, Yeah. you know? That is, like, the first step, literally. Right. First, it's claiming you're an artist, then it's making the art, and then it's releasing the art. And then it's, like, after, then after that, it's kind of like, oh, my God, what now? Then it's about just, like, making it kind of happen from there. Like, that's kind of vague. But, like, once it's released, it's, like, trusting where it's going to go and that it's going to go in the right place, places and the right ears, the right eyes, like, whatever it is. And trusting it, you know? And that's really exciting. So that's what you're hoping and looking forward to the most probably is the most releasing the album, releasing a record going on tour. Oh my God. Like that, that is a dream. Yeah. That I think I could die happy after that. Yeah. Like, I hope that like 30 year old self listens to this and is like, oh, she <laughs> had you. no, you. little, she didn't know a thing that was coming. Like I really do because I, I feel like there's so many things that me and you both have like wished for that we're now like sitting in now or like you know and that's if we can do if we can wish things and they've happened I mean I think that's the biggest thing about like manifesting in general once it happens once you begin to trust yourself once you once you take a risk one time and it actually pays off like a risk even us going on a road trip together not knowing each other I would say it's kind of a little bit of a risk I mean I don't think a lot of people would go on a road trip with even people they knew that well and with that long of a time for that long and in that manner experience either. yeah we didn't <laughs> and in that manner like camping like you know it wasn't and nothing about it was comfortable but it was the best like thing in my life and we i felt so rewarded for taking that risk and i just think that once you get rewarded once for one, one risk that you take you start to trust your trust your risks so i i just expect these things to just keep coming to fruition, you know? It's only going to get better from here. Oh, thank and God. I, I mean, that's how I felt recently. Yeah. As of late. That's why I was so excited to, like, talk with you at this point of your life. I'm so glad that, like, we didn't do it while you were working there. Like, I'm so glad that you're on the podcast, like, as after all these recent life changes. Because I feel like I'm catching you in, like, a really unique time like a really blissful transition exciting hopeful like I can feel like the hope like exuding from you like I I and I love that feeling a feeling like anything can happen that's like the thing when like I don't know that might be the chaos like I love the chaos of it but like when you're taking risks and things happen that you weren't prepared for it's like the it's it can be hard but it's also like this like hopeful unknowingness and like excitement of what could be 
It could be anything. When it's nothing, it could be anything. Like where you're, where, like you're not working, you know, at that place anymore. Like, so now you can go anywhere. You can be anything. You can do anything. The music can be anything. Yeah. And that's really exciting. And part of this point in my life, I realized that I, and I question this a lot. Was I, when I was younger, was I careless or was I fearless Mm. or maybe a little bit of both? Yeah. Right. That's what kind of being young is. I think that's good. And was I careless or fearless? I, I mean, I questioned that, mm-hmm. you know, like for months I've been questioning that. Mm-hmm. And I, I was looking back on my past self and just being like, I used to be so fearless, mm-hmm. but in a different manner than I am now. It's like, I, I'm more controlled now. Yeah, well, you're wiser. Like right. maybe at the time you were being fearless, but to you now you look back and you were like, I was a little careless, but like for you at the time you were just being fearless. Right. But you're like, I wouldn't do that now because I care a little bit more. Exactly. I know a little bit more. But I started reflecting back on that after this, you know, transition into the unemployed world. (laughs) Um, And I I was like, I need to recondition myself. Mm. What is this? Mm. Right? I did not like that I stopped being as fearless as Mm -hmm. I used to be but now it's going to be in a different manner Mm -hmm. you know it's going to be more I don't even know how to explain it but like just older like you're older you're wiser it's like you can be fearless but we be wise you because you know the consequences of being fearless to certain things you can still be fearless it's just going to be about newer things yeah Um, basically I just told myself I, I'm, I need to recondition myself. Mm -hmm. In what way? Like, what do you want to recondition kind of? I think the trust in myself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the trust in myself and my abilities and my skills Mm -hmm. and my knowledge. I think that. And it's not that I didn't before, but I need to enhance it. Yeah. Like you kind of... I need to polish it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always good to do. And like, it's good to like be self-aware of when you need that and when you don't, you know? And I don't know. You're just in a really exciting chapter, like point of life, I think right now. I think you're going to like think very fondly of this time, you know? I don't know. Around this time of the year in general, I get kind of excited, like like the end of summer, beginning of fall. I don't know. It's just a big transition. And I always feel like big things happen around this time. Uh, Business wise, like things just happen. I don't know. It might be the back to school, like jitters kind of thing, like that same in the same vein of that. But there's something exciting about the air right now. Dude, there is a shift happening. There's just something in the air. Yeah. There's something in the air. And that's how I was explaining it to my friends mm-hmm. because for everyone, like everyone's shifting. I feel like, yes, because one of my friends, she quit her job is going to a job that is aligning with her master's degree. Mm-hmm. Then 
one of my other friends, she also quit her job, which these are all friends in the service industry as well. Um, she quit her job. Then another one of my friends, she got fired and we're just, there's no coincidence that this is all happening at the same time. Yeah. There's something, there's something, there's something with the moon. It's yeah. Yeah. There's no coincidence that this is all happening at the same time Mm -hmm. for all of us. It's not like a, it's like a what now, but in an exciting way. Yeah. Not like in a hopeless way. Right. Like when you feel like you've lost. It's like um you've gained from not, you know. It's like a, yeah, what now, but in an exciting way. Like, oh my God, what what do I want to do now? Like there's, it's all about how you frame your thoughts, you know. And it's, I think it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely is. Because mm-hmm. I think this situation is also a- almost affirming my thought patterns yeah. in ways because I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is happening for me, not against me. Right. And cause I don't want to think about this negatively. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just, I, I made a decision. I manifested it. <laughs> it happened. Mm-hmm. Which means it was the it. right decision. Right. And like, I have to accept it and I have to, move on and I have to do what I want with that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. I'm just so happy for you. And like I said, I'm so happy that I could catch you and record with you during this time of your life. Are you looking? I've asked everything I need to ask. I think, is there anything else you want to address before we send you away to be a free little <laughs> artist? <laughs> Oh God! Like, is there anything <laughs> into the studio? Is there anything? No, literally. Is there anything you want to address or like? I don't know. Answer. You kind of said what projects you're working on. Keep an eye out for Spotify, for Spotify, Apple, for your all streaming platforms. all streaming platforms. I only know those. So <laughs> for La Lode, uh, and I'll link everything to. I'll link your Instagram, your your music and stuff because you do have a single out. I think you should talk, I mean... Yeah, I do. If they want to give it a go. Yeah. Um, the title of the single is Essencia. Um, I recorded it back in... Oh my God, I don't even know what. November of 2020. 2020. Yeah. Literally, she, oh you got... Gosh. You got your, your... That's why I was thinking of the timeline. You got your... What am I trying to say? Your program, your... Technology, oh. your music. I oh. know nothing. Uh, yeah. Software. So, I, I mean, or... I got all of my, um, my gear. gear. <laughs> you got all your music shit. Like, you, like the mics and everything in October. Right. And then November, like, recorded this entire song and, like, wrote Dude, it and did I, everything. Yeah, I locked myself in my studio. I mean, well, the I basically was working side by side with a producer. I came to him with a, a bass track. And I was like, this is the idea that I have. Mm-hmm. I played it for him. It was super bare. Super bare. Um, uh, yeah, so it was just the like most basic track. And it was like, this, this is what I have. I want to incorporate this. I want it to sound like this. Mm-hmm. And I sat next to him side by side. 
and we co-produced the track mm-hmm. together. I that night I recorded I wrote the chorus I recorded the chorus and I was like the rest of the uh, song I need to just sit with it and I need to take my time yeah with it so basically I worked on it was this one it was a Thursday and it was raining outside wow and I just locked myself in my studio and literally worked on the verses and recorded so beautiful until i was like okay i like this enough to come back to him with this Mm -hmm. basically he comes over we record it the rest of it he mixes it masters it Mm -hmm. um and i just sat with the song for who the fuck knows how long? A like while. A year? Yeah. Almost? It was, like, basically perfect. Like, there was, like, I feel like little things that bothered you about the... Not even about the song. It was, like, about the way it was recorded or something. Right. Yeah, it was... I needed... There were some things that I needed to tweak, and I just was sitting with it, and I just had these notes for the song. Um, and I finally got it back in the studio with him, like, months later. I mean, no, but we were constantly... In the studio together. But, like, for that, that for, song, for not... Yeah, 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 for different songs um, and different projects. But one day I was just like, no, we, like, these are the things that I need to fix because I want to release this out into the world and it just needs to be as perfect as it can be. Yeah, your first single. Um, and so we sat down. We were in the studio for a, a couple hours. Um, we tweaked the things that... I had notes on, and then I think, like, a couple days later, I just released it. Yeah. With no warning, no nothing. I was just like, it's ready. Yeah. Like, a little <laughs> secret. When was that? Was that March? Like- no, it was in um, January. January? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's insane. It's just been out for, for a minute. So, if anyone wants to hear... This beautiful, beautiful song, beautiful Esencia voice. By La Lore. Mm-hmm. I'll include it in the show notes, a link and everything. Wow. I know. Thanks for shouting that out. I'm glad that you could. I'm glad we talked about that. Because, like, I know about it. And I'm like, well, they don't. So I guess we should probably mention that. So I'm glad that you could go listen to it, everyone. <laughs> Just go listen to it. It's beautiful. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? That was the most important thing, honestly is the single that needs to be listened to. Nothing else? Music video coming soon. Oh, keep your eyes out. (laughs) Keep your eyes peeled. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for joining me today, Laura. Thank you. Loredana.